Welcome to Talking Tropes. Oh, I Christmas <laughs> tropes. Oh, Christmas tropes. The <laughs> tropes of the Christmas. I'm Hannah. <laughs> I'm David. Um, Guys, we're doing a Christmas episode. What a way to close out the year. Well, yeah. I mean, that's literally what closes out every year is it's Christmas. It's, <laughs> you know, in terms of things that close out the year... It goes Christmas and New Year's, and that's it. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, for sure, but but it's a, a fun time of the year. And I, I do appreciate the um, irony, I guess, of two Jews hosting a Christmas special. Well, didn't you hear what Dennis Prager, the founder of Prager, you said? Oh, no, no. He was like... You know, Christmas isn't like a Christian holiday. It's like an American holiday. And so if you don't say Merry Christmas, you're un-American. Oh, my God. There's a war on Christmas, Hannah, and you're and everyone's invited. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm showing up to the party ready to go because I just spent the past two weeks binging Christmas episodes of, like, every show ever. <laughs> And are you in the are you in the Christmas spirit? I am in the Christmas spirit. I am ready to to celebrate with family. Well, you know what I say to that. Uh, what do you say, David? Humbug Christmas. <laughs> oh no, we got humbug Christmas specials. It's all a bunch of humbug. All right, come on. I mean, like. <laughs> Like, we're going to do this episode, and it's just going to be like, you know, we're just going to barely scratch the surface. There's 800 of these fucking there things. There are. I could not get through. Like, if you go, there is a Wikipedia article that is just U.S. TV shows. So, like, this is even counting the fucking, like, every year, like, Christmas specials that, like, the U.K. does. Just the U.S. It's... I can't even begin to tell you how long this Wikipedia page is. Like literally just of the episodes that have the word Christmas in the title, there's more than 800 oh, yeah. in the United States. Oh yeah. It's it's insane. It's... And they all just bleed into each other. They're all just the sameness. Okay. And there's just no heart or soul in writing a Christmas special. Okay. Like, so I disagree with you completely. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, I I think it's very much like a rite of passage. Like, I feel like people are psyched to write Christmas episodes. Um, my, my issue is just that they all kind of just fall into the same, like, you know, they all follow the same story beats, you know, like we we watch so many Christmas specials. Let me go back to the list. I mean, no matter what show you're looking at, no matter how, like, sardonic and weird it is there's always like there's a grump character and there's an upbeat you know hopeful innocent character and the grump character either like doesn't believe in santa claus or like they hate christmas or whatever and then the happy-go-lucky one has to like convince them that there's good in the world and that they can you know learn to love christmas it's all it's all humbug all right well I, I disagree. Like, I mean, not like there's definitely the cynical Christmas stories, you know? Right. But even they are just, you know, like, like they're just meta commenting on the sheer number of, you know, of Christmas specials. You know, like you can't you can't form like a cohesive worldview out of that. And they always like no matter how sardonic they are, like they always come back to like, you know, Christmas is a is a beautiful time of year. You know, like even something like, you know, 30 Rock or um, I don't know, Community will always come back to like. Yeah, Christmas has meaning, you know, Christmas is meaningful to us. It's about family and giving and generosity and belief. Yeah, what's the quote from, I think it's like Abed in um, the Yeah, Abed says two. the point of Christmas is Christmas having meaning. Yeah, which, which or like... the meaning of Christmas. The meaning of Christmas is that Christmas is meaning. And, and I think that is really true, and I think that's true across... Like, 
all of these shows, you know, like a but lot that's of the them... point. These are just a bunch of empty signifiers referring no. to some kind of like ancient mythos that's just been like commodified past its its usefulness. Okay, I mean, I, I feel like I've seen different threads and like different like codifiable types of Christmas episodes, you know. Okay, um, let's sort them. All right. Well, to begin with, there are the sincere and the sardonic, you know, so like you've got your ironic takes on it. It's always sunny is your Invader Zim, um, like even Black Mirror, you know, it's like, you know, it's Christmas, but it's dark, you know. Um, so you've right. got those. It's the, it's edge. It's an edgelord Christmas. Yeah. You got yourself an edgelord Christmas, but, and then like, and then you have your comedies and with your comedies, um, like there's different lessons that each of them try to take, like push, you know, some are about, um, your family is important this time of year, even family that you don't normally like. Some of them are more about, um, found family. So like community and friends and stuff like that. That's very much about, like, your extended family can be your, not extended, but your fake family can be your (laughs) real family. Um, Then we've got um, where the lesson is about giving or about trust. Um, Like, 30 Rock has a lot of episodes where it's like, it's good to give is sort of the, like, moral going on there. Um, yeah, there's more. (laughs) They're escaping me. Yeah, there's just, like, a few, like, tried and true Christmas special, you know, ideas that are sort of kicked around. I think what I like about 30 Rocks, as opposed to some other ones, is that, like, 30 Rock Christmas episodes are kind of just, like, episodes. (laughs) Like, they don't even... Like, they don't feel, like, you know, unnecessarily inflated by the time of year that the episode takes place in. Okay, well, okay, that's something else that I noticed. Um, Just because of the timing of Christmas being near the end of the year, um, it also tends to be the end of a, like, midwinter break where Mm. the episode is airing, so... A lot of things will happen, especially in more of the, like, drama shows, Um, like the new Sabrina the Teenage Witch um, one that just came out. Like, that one, so much stuff happened. (laughs) But it's because it's bridging a gap between season one and season two. Sure. Um, So, like, some of them have, like, that big mid-season finale feel to them, which I think is an interesting thing to happen with either just the background of Christmas or um, even as a, like a plot point, like having big life-changing dramatic events happening during an already important time of the year. Um, I, I think that can heighten that in an episode. Sometimes. Yeah. But like, th- this is why, like, you know, this is why I think this is like a dumb thing to do a podcast about. Like, yeah, for, for like a lot of, TV shows, the Christmas specials, just literally because of the timing, are more important. But, like, that doesn't mean that the episodes themselves have, you know, a special meaning tied to Christmas. Christmas is just, you know, it's so vague a notion that it doesn't really mean anything. There's nothing you can pull out of that well. It's just set dressing. Okay, but I think in the same way that, like, spooky trees are set dressing, it can be important set dressing. Well, I mean, Halloween, uh, like, I guess, you know, I wouldn't do an episode about Halloween episodes either, but, like, spookiness and fear, at least it's drawing on, you know, something that's challenging for the characters. Like, Christmas is just, it's just joy and joy to the world and just empty platitudes. Uh, there's really? Like th- there's no inherent conflict or character development that comes about because of Christmas. Really? Like none at all that you can think well, of? Well, give me some examples. Well, all right. I'm going to say like literally any character <laughs> who learns the like giving lesson, like that's important character growth sometimes, especially in like, 
shows where a character is notoriously Scrooge-like or notoriously uncaring. Um, and it's it's a episode where you can devote exactly 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever, to just growing this character in that way. And, like, yeah, we might doesn't know. doesn't it just feel like that arc has been done to death? You know, like, originally it was Scrooge, and, like, Dickens, was, who's a master of character, wrote, you know, A Christmas Carol as, like, this beautiful story about how you have to keep the spirit of giving throughout the year and, you know, generally be a giving person. Right. But then it just gets boiled down and boiled down until it's just, hey, on Christmas, you should give a gift of your own heart and you shouldn't be greedy about getting presents. Like, it just has been so watered down. And, like, by the time you get to, like, fairly odd parents. Oh, like, yeah. God, there's just nothing. It's just an empty void. Okay, well, is there any Christmas episodes that, like, you particularly like? Like, anything at all? One that... Of course there is. I love tons of, like, individual Christmas episodes. But that's why I think this is a dumb episode to do a podcast about is because, <laughs> of course, I like these episodes, but there's nothing, like, about the Christmas aspect of them that makes them likable. I think you, know? you just hate Christmas. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't <laughs> hate anything. I just... I, I, I don't hate anything deal. about Christmas. I just am indifferent to it, and I hate this episode. Okay. I'm a, I'm a Grinch about a Christmas episode, not about <laughs> Christmas itself. I mean, like, the like fairly odd parents, like, Timmy Turner is just this awful character who's just been, you know, flanderized as the show went on. But, like, even in the beginning, he's just unbearable. Like, he just wants things, and he's so needy, and he just keeps wishing for things that he doesn't need. Yeah, but um, he learns a lesson every episode. Yeah, but he learns a lesson every episode, and it's the same lesson every episode, which is be careful what you wish for, and he never is. <laughs> that is a really good summary. And so he wishes on one point that it's Christmas every day. That's the plot of the Christmas episode of uh, okay. Fairly Odd Parents. What goes wrong? And that goes wrong because apparently Santa has to use all of the fairies' magic in the world to make Christmas happen, so now no one has any magic to oh grant other God. wishes. And it's like world building. Um, oh God, f fairy world building is just literally like, none of fairy world makes any sense. But you know, like it's, it's a fine like episode, but it's literally the exact same message as every other fairly odd parents is episode. So, you know, what makes it special that it's Christmas? I mean, did you feel good at the end of it? <laughs> no, and even if I did, what does that matter? Like, I feel good at the end of every episode of 30 Rock. It's, like, the, the Christmas episodes don't make it that much, you know, better. <laughs> I mean... It's just like, you know, there's an episode of 30 Rock called The Christmas Attack Zone, <laughs> which is just like a normal episode of 30 Rock, wherein um, Jack is trying to make his mother miserable... Um, by revealing that he knows who his oh estranged father is um, as revenge for his mother getting mad at him for having yeah. a child out of wedlock. It's, you know, it's like a soap opera and it's like 30 Rock because it's the best <laughs> show ever made. I mean, yeah, but like 30 Rock, it, it's, it always uses Christmas as more than just like a set dressing, I think. Like... Well, in what way? Well, I think they're usually directly interacting with it somehow. You know, like some like some sitcoms or, you know, like Grey's Anatomy. It'll like it'll be Christmas time, but basically just regular hospital things will happen and there'll be Christmas decorations up and maybe someone will have like a hot chocolate. Sure. Um like that to me is like that's set dressing. Like a lot of these, especially the ones that um we've talked about so far, they specifically are dealing with Christmas, you know? Um, well, what's, like, Christmas theming around, you know... Uh, I mean, like, Ludacrismas is an episode wherein, like, the B-plot is that everyone has to learn the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah. But the A-plot is, is that, you know, it's just... 
Jack um, being jealous of Liz Lemon's loving, caring family. Like, there's nothing, like, inherently Christmas about it. It's just because it's Christmas, family are in town, so you can do fun sitcom-y things with that. Okay, sure. Um, but, like... But again, you said like the whole B plot is dedicated to them learning the meaning of Christmas. And I think that's true in like a lot of 30 Rock episodes, like the um, first one where it's the secret or not the secret Santa one. Um, It's the one where letters to Santa, that one. Um, you know, like Liz, <laughs> that one is pretty funny. You know, like Liz goes to where, where Liz is just like racist, so she does <laughs> the letters to Santa program, and um, then like when the parents answer the door to get take the presents and they slam the door in her face, she thinks she's been scammed, yeah. and then she comes back. And the kids are like, wait, Santa's not real? It was just some white lady? (laughs) Said letters to Santa, not letters to sad, lonely white ladies. It's just great. But it's funny not because it's Christmas, but just because Liz Lemon is racist. (laughs) And that's really funny. Oh my gosh. Well... But, like, how is that not Christmas? That's, like, entirely an only Christmas scenario, you know? I mean, that's I mean that's just because 30 Rock's an amazing show and, like, they can t- take any, like, situation and turn it into comedy. But, like, is there anything, like, you can... Is there anything we can take away from that to talk about other stories and other Christmas specials? Like, what is the takeaway there? Other than I like it. <laughs> I mean, can't that just be the takeaway sometimes? Like, can't it just be... But then why are we making a podcast episode about it? (laughs) Because we're talking about media that we like. Why not? It's our podcast. (laughs) I thought thought we were supposed to be making, you know, a podcast about the tropes and their significance and what we want to see in our media and what we don't want to see in our media. Well, I want to see more Christmas episodes in my media. More Christmas episodes? They're never ending. They're never ending. But somehow, shows that you would think would have a Christmas episode, like, every year, don't. And it's somewhat shocking. Like, like what? Friends? Friends does not have a... They have more Thanksgiving episodes than they do Christmas episodes, um, which I think is fascinating. Um, How sure. I Met Your Mother does not. Um, Gilmore Girls, which seems like the most Christmas show in the whole world like no like all these like long running like family sure but like i don't know then the office will make up for that by having literally one per season with like these office christmas parties and yeah but like you know the whole you have them and i like i'll say this like just going through the office watching the christmas specials one after another it was like a fun interesting like check-in on where I was, like, where that season was on the plot lines, because, like, like, I know everything that happens in the office. I've watched it enough times. Um, <laughs> like, I know the who's with who at what points, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it was just interesting to say, like, oh, this is the one where Holly comes back, and then Michael leaves shortly after this, and, like, oh, this is the one where Andy's in charge now, and, oh, this is the one where Jim's going to Philadelphia, and, like, it's interesting. I don't know. I enjoyed it. It was fun. <laughs> it felt like I don't know. I, I found the overarching plot of The Office to be like lackluster. Terrible and I hated yeah, I mean, it, but that was me. I mean, that's fair. I... I mean, that's not most people. Most people very much enjoy it. <laughs> I I'm split. Like I like The Office. It's not my favorite, but I I enjoy it. Um. But, you know, like, the fact that, like, The Office, because they've established this precedent of, like, we have to do a different kind of Christmas episode every year, it goes, like, the first one's just Christmas party, and it's making fun of Office Christmas parties, and then the second one is, like, a Benihana Christmas, and then a Moroccan Christmas, then, like, two seasons later. Yeah, but then they make fun of that, like... like in the But like what what are they making fun of? This isn't a thing that happens in real life. Christmas parties in real life are are very like all the same. And that could be like the joke is that it's the same thing every year, but like the people are different. But it's not. They have to like throw this like costume. But isn't isn't that what you're sort of saying though? That like all of these are like the same that like 
Well, all the office Christmas specials are the same. <laughs> but you're sort of saying that about about all of these episodes. Like, oh, you know, the Phineas and Ferb Christmas special is the same thing as, like, the It's Always Sunny. How many Christmas specials did you see when watching this where, like, the plot is somebody does, like, a machine that, like, turns everyone naughty so they don't get presents or something? <laughs> like, I feel like I saw that a million times. There was... Um, the Spongebob Christmas special, oh, not the original one, but the one that they did recently in stop motion, yeah. which is super bad. Yeah. Um, but then it was also the plot of this, this Phineas and Ferb one. I feel like it was in other ones too. Just like people don't have creativity around this time of year because it's a Christmas episode is obligatory. I mean, but... Because it makes money. Because you can show it year year. after year and people will watch it. Yeah. Because they only show it at this time of year. (laughs) But, like, I sort of love that. That, like, there's an episode that they can show every year. Like, even if they don't love, like, the show anymore. Like, it hasn't run in ten years. They Uh, can show... Yeah, I mean, that definitely was my relationship with Invader Zim, wherein... Like, I didn't catch Invader Zim while it was on. Uh-huh. on. Um, I only caught the Christmas special, which then they would then show every year. Hilariously. And then once I, you know, saw how, like, freakish and weird it was, I felt like I had to watch this show. And so I, you know, watched all of it illegally. Because <laughs> um, that was the Just only way you could. Admitting to crimes. It's, it's Christmas. <laughs> Forgive me. The spirit of forgiveness. It's really weird to me that there's a bunch of Seinfeld Christmas specials. Because they're even more Jewish than we are. It feels very New York, though. You know? Like, it's just... It's inescapable here. Um, South Park always had the very sardonic Christmas specials. Yes. But not in, like, an interesting way. It was always just like, hey, it's like Christmas, but, like, with shit. And blood orgy. Blood and bleh. Like, come on. Like, it's, it's, it's just as vapid to, like, take Christmas and put it up there and be like, we're edgy Christmas. Okay, okay. Than to... <laughs> what about the uh, Arrested Development Christmas episode? I mean, I think that was another episode, like 30 Rock, where it just sort of happens to take place on okay, Christmas. Okay, but I it's think not it uses... very... It's not too Christmassy. But I think it... Right. But I would say that I think it uses Christmas to sort of highlight, again, all the hypocrisies of the Bluths, you know? Where, like, they're at this Christmas special, or not... It's like this Christmas office party, um, and, yeah. like, they're supposed to give the employees gifts every year, but, like... They don't, and they do it poorly, and, like, Michael's trying to, like, be better at his dad than hosting it. Like, it's all the classic, like, foibles, but, like, it's especially apparent how terrible they are during, like, the time of giving and caring. Sure, but, I mean, the things I remember from that episode are totally unrelated to Christmas. It's just all the lines about Job talking about his $30,000 suit. (laughs) Come on! Well, but I mean, like, that's part of it. It's you're talking about your $30,000 suit when, like, these schmucks are working on Christmas. Like. Yeah. I I don't know. It's like, I don't, it it wasn't a very Christmassy episode. It felt I think it was just sort of like, and it wasn't even really like a Christmas special. I mean, I don't think Fox showed that every year. Well, no. Because it's so in the middle of the plot that, you know, you can't really take it out of its context. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, it's a fine episode, but, like, you know, what do you take out of, like, the Christmas of it? You know, what's the takeaway? I'm just trying to glean something of substance from these episodes. Like, there's just nothing. I mean, I will say this is is another kind of um, episode. It's sort of more on the, like, anti-Christmas side, kind of. Um, But it's it's the... the (laughs) The episodes where they say fuck it to the spirit of giving and they're like, nah, it's about getting good, cool shit. Like, it's just all about the presence. This- I mean, I think if there's anything, I think, you know, what we're dancing around is like, does Christmas have anything of substance in real life? Because in real life, it started out as a celebration of the birth of 
a demigod. Well, even before that, it was just a pagan, like, like holiday around the solstice. Of course, yeah. I mean, if you take it back that far, but w- by the time it's named Christmas, it has a religious connotation. Yes. And there's an aspect of and belief And it held on to, to that for a really long time until Macy's came along and made up Santa, and then... Like, here we are. Well, I mean, there was always Sinterklaus. Well, yeah, but, like, he was nothing. In like in German lands. <laughs> there was elves. You know, Macy's didn't invent elves. No, they didn't invent elves, but they invented Santa to sell toys. Well, yeah, I mean, the modern conception of Santa as more of, like, a friendly figure and less of, like, a, you know... But I think... Old Testament God figure. Yeah, but, well, I think that's why we get TV shows... <laughs> Where Santa's portrayed both ways as, like, friendly neighborhood, like, do-gooder. And also, like, there are a couple of, like, jokey episodes where Santa is, like, considered a godlike figure or is, like, a demon or something like that. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, I I, I tend to like those episodes more, maybe just because a a lot of TV shows have trouble dealing with the, the... the themes of themes of faith. Sure. Um, and when an episode takes faith in Santa Claus, like really seriously, I find that to be somewhat fascinating. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, they do that a little bit in Invader Zim where, you know, the reason that the reason that Zim is able to take over the world is because everyone believes in the second coming. Oh, that's Santa true. Claus. That's right. Um, and then, you know, it ends with them, like, dethroning this, you know, religious figure, and then he just dresses up as the Easter platypus, and they immediately worship him again. Uh. Um, but other episodes will do that, too. Um, Bojack Horseman is, like, a pretty clear example of that. Yeah, for sure. Where, um, it's an episode within an episode, Bojack Horseman, you know, of course, is a horse, of course, that uh, used to be in a sitcom that's styled after Full House. And so they do a Full House style Christmas special within a BoJack Horseman episode with BoJack and um, what's his name? Mr. Peanut Butter? No, he's not oh. in there. I'm forgetting. BoJack and Todd like uh. commenting on it from the side. Um, and, uh, basically Sabrina, Bojack's character's character child (laughs) is, uh, you know, starts to believe in Santa, finally learns who Santa is, and then says, Santa, what I want for Christmas is my dead parents back. Oh, boy. And then they do, like, a whole, you know, sitcom, you know, TGI Friday, you know, TGIF sitcom thing where he's like oh the parents wrote him a letter but uh didn't i'll get you the princess doll instead i know that's not your dead parents but you know whatever and then like it flips on you and then the episode switches to talking about how like look there is no santa claus santa claus was made out to make people feel better He's not the reason why bad things happen. He's not the reason why good things happen. Sometimes things just happen. There is no God. There is, <laughs> there's nothing in this world uh, that gives life meaning other than the meaning that we give to life. Uh, all right. Yep. That's Bojack. So that's the episode that's most about the faith aspect. And it's dark. Of, uh, <laughs> of Christmas. Very dark. But I feel like most of the other ones are just like, you know, you have a a grumpy character who's grumpy year round. And then this is like the one episode where they get, you know, like a happy ending or they learn to love again. Like SpongeBob's original Christmas special. Yeah. Wait, I don't feel like the grumpy Squidward like does anything like he gets screwed over. He gives away all of his shit. And like Santa's yeah, but like, he feels better. No, he about doesn't. It, you know, like Santa's like, thanks, Squidward, and he goes, oh darn, you got me. <laughs> like, no, he goes, oh, I'm, oh, I've gone crazy. Oh yeah, because I see, because I'm seeing Santa. Yeah, yeah. But 
But like he's still like the, the he when he's giving away his stuff, he's like the spirit of giving. It, it feels good. And, you know, he him getting like that present from SpongeBob. It's like this is the best present I've ever yeah. received. Now I'm finally happy. And then, you know, in the next episode, he's miserable. Again. Right. He hates joy. It's like none of these things can stick because they're all sitcoms, you know, that are designed to be repetitive where no one learns anything. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I'm resisting so hard my urge to just, like, gush about the first three seasons of Community Christmas specials. Well, do it, but it doesn't have any meaning for the podcast, you know? Like, gush. Go ahead. All right. Well, I just don't know if I want to get to that. All right, I'll just do it. So, like, the season one community uh, Christmas episode takes place on December 10th, which is the day that it aired. Um, And it's about, it's the last day of the semester. And so the study group is going to have like a little Christmas party that Shirley's throwing. I do. I do really like the the Dean's um, (laughs) (laughs) non-denominational Mr. Winter for the holiday party. Because, you know, the Dean, at least in season one, was just a commentary on PC culture and, you know, the the idea of of inclusiveness. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That really funny. Well, and I love that they. Oh no, that's not till season three. One of my favorite jokes is um, they put icicles on the human being who's just like this dude in a white ghillie suit, um, <laughs> and someone makes the comment, "Well, I didn't think they could make it more terrifying." <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that. Um, yeah. But anyway, season one, they're throwing this Christmas party. Surely is. She is very religious. She assumes everyone else is Christian. They are not. Um, like Yeah, so it's another episode that, you know, heavily deals with, like, faith. But it's interesting because it adds this layer of guilt, which, for my personal philosophy about religion, is that it is, guilt is the foundation of all religion, <laughs> and it's the most important aspect to sustaining itself. Okay, is, Feeling guilty that you're not doing what your parents are telling you to do. Okay. Well, that's... I'm not going to start poking into that. We'll put a pin (laughs) in it. We'll do another topic on, is God real? Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's definitely a big element of guilt in this episode. Because that's what that character generally does, is she... She's sweet and kind, but oh, you won't do what she wants. I guess you just hate her and Jesus also. <laughs> um, but then, like, I don't know. It, it's sort of it's about what acceptance. Would baby Jesus do? But it becomes to be about acceptance, where like Shirley goes, "All right, it's fine that my way of living is not the only way to live, and my way of thinking is not the only way of thinking," and. What I believe is now what everyone believes, and that's okay. And, like, like that's the moral of that episode. Also that yeah, you should... Yeah, I think that's a very, like, unique moral for a Christmas special. I don't, I don't necessarily know what it has to do with, with Christmas, other than Christmas just happens to be this day that surely puts a lot of value in and, and doesn't want people fighting well, on. Well, and I think... You know, it could have just as easily been you know, Easter or, you know, Good Friday. But I think, or, but know, I don't think it anything. could easily be that because I don't think we associate, like, in the same way, even if you are religious, I don't think you quite associate those holidays with family and togetherness and, like, love, peace and love, you know, as much as right. Christmas. I think it's a very unique time of the year for what it's, it's like come to mean culturally for everyone, whether or not you are Christian, if you're living in a like Christian dominated society, like that's the message. This is the time of year. But there you're was something that. that I kind of disliked. I mean, what I liked about it was that this was a day that had meaning to Shirley, yeah. but not to the rest of the group, but they cared about Shirley. So they conformed to that. But then the next season, they kind of flipped it 
And it was like, now suddenly everyone has this special connection to Christmas. Well, not everyone. Mostly just Abed. No, like, even, like, Annie is going, like, you know, oh, yeah, I'm half Jewish, so on Christmas, my, I can't remember if it was her dad or her mom, they would do something together. And then, you know, um, I mean, like, Jeff, I guess, didn't have something super much, but, like, um, you know, everyone had their own little thing that they took away from Christmas, and that was the, the point, was that, like, you know, Christmas has meaning. But I, I, but I, it doesn't. It's just like a day that's cold where different people do really different things that are not thematically connected to one another. But I think it's, I think because culturally in the Christian dominated society that we do live in, it's a national holiday. Like you get off for Christmas, you know, like. Sure, but you're you know, with like, your family, whether that's your actual family or your found collected family. Like you're with the people who are important to you, most likely. Um, and when you're not, that's a tragedy. And when you can't be, that's also a tragedy. And so we get Christmas specials dealing with all of those different things. And I think, like, yes, the meaning is that it has meaning, but that meaning is still family. I think, like, more than anything. Yeah, but not more than any other holiday is what I'm saying. But I think it is more than any other holiday. For me, like, Thanksgiving is the holiday that's about family, which is why we did our found family episode on Thanksgiving, (laughs) not over Christmas. Christmas, the only thing you can do for a Christmas special is to just do an episode about Christmas specials (laughs) because there's no meaning other than that, like, what trope could we have pulled out other than Christmas tropes? I mean, again, I think giving tropes, I don't know if that's a real thing. If It's not a thing. That's the thing is, like, giving tropes. Like, these are things, these are themes that people don't care about unless it's Christmas. But I... And then suddenly it seems like everyone's whole arc is that they have to learn to, like, buy a stupid present at or the mall forgive and... people it's a time of coming together and i think that well, yeah but forgiveness doesn't really have anything to do with like christmas i mean it has a lot to do with christ <laughs> but not christmas but i think it does like do... in fact on christmas nothing is forgiven santa sees all that you do oh my God. and he will never forgive <laughs> I find those Santa. episodes kind of fun yeah, where like I, there's like a, a ba- an evil doing character who has to like confront Santa. I will say in general, like I, I asked around um, to like friends, coworkers, people on the street, just like what's what are your favorite Christmas episodes of stuff? And a lot of them were like. All of the ironic ones, like all of the ones that are not (laughs) sentimental, that are funny, that like poke holes in Christmas or, you know, like make fun of the giving season. But like a lot of those ones that they mentioned, like were stuff like 30 Rock or um, like Arrested Development and uh, stuff like that. I'll tell you one type of uh, uh, Christmas episode that I hate. Yeah. Um, the ones where Santa's sleigh breaks down. And they have to help Santa. Or something. Or be Santa. And they have to, like, be Santa. Why do you or, hate that? You know, like, like, talk about an episode with no stakes. Like, <laughs> the worst case scenario, a bunch of bratty kids don't get toys. Boo-hoo. <laughs> like... That, didn't we learn in the Grinch that like the meaning of Christmas isn't the toys anyway? Why is it so important that Santa get on his sleigh and go and take the presents to all the good Christian children? Oh my God. You know, that's like uh, why is this the thing? Wow, I really did not think of it that way before, and I'm I'm sort of on your side now for that one. <laughs> Like, those episodes are just bad. I, I don't know. I'm kind of having fun now. I, I think... All right, well... Yeah, there's there's stuff to talk about with let's Christmas. Let's see if we can keep it going. What's, like, your favorite Christmas episode? Or, like, a good one? Oof. My favorite Christmas episode. Do you mind if I take a second to go through the yeah, list? Yeah, sure. I can it? talk about mine. 
Yeah, go ahead. So mine is also community. Um, it is the season three episode <laughs> where it is basically just making fun of Glee. Um, and they have to do a Christmas pageant and they all sing and they get like infected by Christmas. <laughs> Miso Christmas. Oh Miso my God. Mary. It is maybe my favorite community episode of all time. Um, it's very good. And I may have wanted to do this entire episode just to talk about that episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. But what's funny about that episode, is it the Christmas stuff or is it that it's a parody of Glee? I mean, both. Um, because of course you're going to pick the Christmas episode to parody Glee, a saccharine and melodramatic show with a saccharine and melodramatic holiday, you know, like, that's true. Like, of course you're going to pick that episode. But then, but then it ends, you know, like there's a, like Abba has the line nice. where it's like sometimes covering up the darkness of the holidays just makes the, just makes them darker. Um, yeah, but, but like, he's then it wrong. ends with lightness again. But, like, I think it's allowed to end on, like, a cheesy, like, good, feel-good note, you know? Like, like that's fine. But why can't it end on the note that, you know, covering up the darkness of our souls with just a bunch of tinsel? It's all just tinsel. Because it's a sitcom, and it's supposed to make us feel good. That's what they're there for. But, yeah, okay, well, that song pulling its punches. That, that has, or not the song, <laughs> this episode has songs uh, which is another kind of Christmas episode. A lot of Christmas episodes are also musical episodes. <laughs> they get paired That's true. together. Well, because because we just have this association with the uh, terrible Rankin Bass Christmas specials that were musicals. Yeah, just singing along. Well, and I think like I don't know. I think there's already so much Christmas music, like it's its own literal genre of music. There's so much of it. Um, like, I, I think we associate it with, like, there are Christmas songs already, and it, like, it's so easy to write a parody Christmas song, you know? Like... Yeah, because all Christmas songs are just the worst versions of the songs, like, you know, the the era, and just, the, oh, God, the radio stations that are just so permeated with Christmas mm-hmm. music this time of year, and it's all so terrible, okay, wait, except all right. for Mariah Carey. No, she's the worst of it. Um, no, come on. No, I fucking hate Mariah All Carey. for Christmas is no, you is great. literally the worst song. There are three <laughs> lines in that song, and they get repeated 80 times before it's over in, like, three minutes. Yeah, but that's every Christmas song. At least this one's got a beat. No, At least it's a fucking jam. No. I mean, that and, like, Last Christmas, those two, I think, are the worst offenders. <laughs> They're just the same song for four minutes, and I die. Um, all right. Before I turn into a Scrooge, what is what's your favorite or or a good one that you really like? All right, not not my favorite, but a good one that I really like that I just discovered recently is um uh, the show Good News on NBC. Okay. Um sort of the spiritual successor to 30 Rock, but this is like a real Christmas special of an episode. Oh yeah. Um basically the point is that um you know, uh, the main character's mother is an intern at this news station. Uh, and that's just the, you know, plot of the show. But for this particular episode, we learned that, um, the main character's least favorite day of the year is Christmas because everything always has to be perfect. Okay. And then, uh, and then they do, you know, it's basically like a reverse Christmas Carol, which is kind of why I like it. Okay. Um, you know, I, I I like the Christmas Carol story. The three ghosts come. Grump turns to Christmas lover. But this is the opposite, where the Christmas lover, who is too obsessed with loving Christmas, has to learn to um, to t- t- take it down a notch and maybe just like forget all this dumb Christmas crap. <laughs> um. And the the way that she learns that is the ghost of Christmas future takes her to see um, the future and her daughter is spending Christmas with her in-laws instead of with her. Oh, no. (laughs) And that's like her worst nightmare is that she doesn't get to spend Christmas with her grandkids. I mean, that's that's sad. Like it's it's really sad. And I I don't know. It's it's kind of poignant, but it's also funny. I, I like it a lot. All right. 
Well, and it's definitely a, a very Christmas episode. I just think, you know, one person in the 1800s told the greatest Christmas story that will ever, ever be told. And we're all just retelling um, it. And we're all just sort of retelling it. Sometimes because, literally. Yeah, because I think A Christmas Carol, it it defined what Christmas means mm. more than anything else. In terms of, like, generosity. Um, in sort of a more of a cultural sense rather than just a religious one. Exactly. It, it, it divorced it from the religious aspect of you got to go to mass on Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, and then you have a big feast. This, it took it and gave it a meaning. And I, I kind of disagree with you that, like, Christmas is, like, the most family time of year. It's not really about family. It's It's about family in that you give gifts to each other but it's like it's really about that thing of not being selfish not hoarding wealth i don't know i mean like i think that's one part of it but i i do think it is very often especially for people who aren't like christian so they're not even necessarily celebrating the holiday or doing any extra giving or anything like that right they're spending time with each other yeah they're spending but it's i feel like every episode that we'll talk about it will have something to do with giving of yourself unless it's you know a south park edgelord well i mean i mean sure but but i'll even say for christmas carol i think like family is a strong theme in that because it's about like scrooge missing out on getting to have a family and it's about that's taking, true there's the whole tiny Tim right thing taking his father family. away from spending time with his family and getting what was his name tom cratchit something cratchit oh uh, yeah who's the his cratchit whatever yeah what a great name dickens had away with names <laughs> they're very british um <laughs> But, but yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge and Cratchit. Yeah, like, geez, Tiny Tim, like, I can't. (gasps) Please, sir. It's like... (laughs) Have some more. It's like... It's not even him, it's a different Dickens. It's like any American where it's like, this is Mary Jane and Jack Reacher, you know, like, like, they're just too... (laughs) quintessentially british or too quintessentially american anyway yeah uh, but yeah like even a christmas carol is about family even though it's also about being not selfish you know it's about being right. not selfish it's the root of all christmas having anything resembling a cultural significance right because especially and i think that's why it's just the story that gets told over and over again with the grinch and then you know, like Kappa Mikey, this dumb anime <laughs> show, even has God, an episode that does that. the. Once upon a time. They they do the three ghosts. I'm pretty sure, uh-huh. unless I'm making it up. Um, you know, oh no no, Kappa Mikey did "It's a Wonderful Life" mm. for Christmas. Um, and "It's a Wonderful Life" is also Christmas, and it's also it's referenced in um, so many of these like episodes too. Yeah. But even that one can trace its roots back to Christmas Carol because it's, you know, an angel or, you know, a ghost or whatever showing him the true meaning of his life in the context of Christmas because the true meaning of his life is his family, not his money. Right. But, you know, whatever. Oh, that's the thing we haven't talked about yet is Christmas miracles. Sure. Let's talk about some Christmas miracles. Um, yeah, I think, like, most episodes will have some kind of reference to this, at least in, in name, at least. You know, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> All, everybody can't, coming together is a Christmas miracle. Well, okay, so I rewatched the Hey Arnold Christmas special, which is, like, just entirely about family. Um, yeah. So it's about uh, Mr. Nguyen, who came here like to america from vietnam um in search of his daughter after he gave her to like a u.s marine to airlift out of vietnam during the war um so that show is just so it's so good not not, i mean it's amazing but at the same time it's like come on man like these are kids just do like some funny jokes you don't have to be all like 
so melodramatic. I love how melodramatic it was. Like the Dino Spumoni episodes, ugh, they get me in the heart, David. I mean, they do, but at the same time, it's just like, can you think of a more dour cartoon? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I love Tay Arnold. They did some great shit in that show. Such schmaltz Um, has never been seen since... It's so schmaltzy, but it's like... Since Peanuts, you know, since the Peanuts But, like, you love schmaltz. You've said that before. I do love schmaltz. Like, you love that shit. (laughs) Who am I kidding? Um, Like, if you love schmaltz, you should love Christmas episodes, you know? Like... I think just so many of them just feel so corporate, and I can't appreciate the schmaltz, All right, you know? well, well... But, like, I do like the episodes, you know, where there is some kind of feeling and emotion, I think. Yeah, so so basically, in Hey Arnold, um, he's trying to reunite for... He gets uh, Mr. Nguyen as his secret Santa gift in the apartment. Um, so he's trying to get... To find his daughter before Christmas so that they can reunite, um, and so he has to go through all these adventures and whatnot to try to find her. And then just at the last second, oh no, the guy won't do it because they didn't get everything on his shopping list. And he needs this pair of like ungettable Christmas boots that every girl in the city wants. Um, <laughs> one girl in the city who's been stalking Arnold all day to try to figure out what present to get him, Helga Pataki, um, happens to get those boots. And so she ends up trading her boots that she wanted more than anything in the world to this dude so that Arnold would still believe in miracles. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, but like, yeah, and that's like another theme, too, is like the idea that you want to keep childhood innocence alive. You want to keep their faith. You don't want to tell them that Santa doesn't exist. You want to make sure that they keep believing. I don't know. Maybe it's because we're Jewish and like... I never had a Santa Well, I think the Christmas miracle thing is stolen from Jews. I think we invented that. Oh, yeah? Oh, the Hanukkah miracle? Yeah, I mean, Hanukkah miracle, that's the original. <laughs> Not the original miracle, but the original miracle that inspires a holiday type of well, thing. Well, I mean, isn't, like, Jesus' birth a miracle, you know? Well, I mean... It's immaculate conception. His conception is a miracle. Yeah. The birth is just a natural result of a pregnant lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's the immaculate oh conception, not the immaculate birth. <laughs> he Let's didn't just real. appear in her arms. She had to push that kid out. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are also a lot of Christmas episodes um, where there's a like nativity play going on and then someone actually starts giving birth. Um, that's well, true. That's a classic. Yeah. That's a very good trope. Yeah. Classic trope. Because all you're doing is just saying that this character is, is Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, or God bless pregnant mothers. Symbolically. Or, well, maybe it ties back into the family. The family bit of it all. Where, um, yeah, I guess there is some like meaning to the original story of you know of the first Christmas sure. being that like you know the this holy family who would end up giving birth to God was forced to give birth in a manger. Yeah, that's a theme that isn't really dealt with in our Christmas media. Is the idea of like these people were so poor that they were not given a place to stay. Yeah. There was no giving in the heart of the innkeeper. But then there was giving in the the three kings who show up and, like, the drummer right. boy and, like, all that. I don't know. But that feels more like fealty than giving, right? Because it's, like... Fealty, You know, yeah. like... I mean, like, he was their king. He was the king of kings. Right. Um... But in on Christmas we pledge fealty to each other. Aw, that's kind of sweet. That's <laughs> not that's not heartwarming at all. That's dark. Uh, um, I mean, shit. yeah. Well, all right. I think. I mean, the thing that I think always like sort of grinds my uh, my guts about like Christmas specials too is just the like cultural hegemony of it. I mean, we started out talking about Dennis Prager. You know, he's oh like it's. Like, we're expected to embody the spirit of Christmas. And if you don't, then you're a Grinch. I'd love to see a Christmas special wherein one of the characters is 
you know, either non-religious or not culturally from here, and they don't have a history with Christmas, and everyone has to learn to just leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> I, like, don't even know if that would ever be an episode. But, you know, like, being respectful of other people's cultures, like, that's not a bad theme. Right, but that's... And, like, the only way that we've thought to do it so far is to just, like, okay, well, one or two shows, you get a Kwanzaa special. Or a Hanukkah here and there. Right. Meanwhile, I, I, I seriously have never met a single person who even knew a person who... Celebrated Kwanzaa. Celebrated Kwanzaa. See? Well, I don't know. Um, I bet I know people who know people, but I don't know anyone. I've asked a lot of people. Yeah. They say no. I have never met a person who celebrates Kwanzaa. All right. And I think it's a great idea for a holiday. Yeah. Um, it just didn't really catch on. No. Let's bring back Kwanzaa. Next year we'll do a Kwanzaa episode. Jeez. Oh, list of episodes we are not qualified to talk about. <laughs> Kwanzaa's at the top of the list. We can talk about the Hanukkah specials, of which there are a few. Yeah. Uh, there's the Rugrats one. It's great. I love it. It's just it's a, it tells the story of the holiday, which I you know all all Jewish holidays are about telling the story. Yeah. Um, and you know unlike Christmas, wherein the story kind of changes and is molded by the culture around it, like it's very important to like Jewish holidays that the story has to more or less remain the same. Yeah. The Hanukkah story being basically. There was a war. We won. Let's eat. Yeah. Well, I mean. And also, there was some oil. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's. And a miracle. And a miracle. The miracle of the oil. We're not going to explain it to you. Look it up. God damn it. <laughs> tweet goyim. at us if you want to know. Um, no, don't tweet at us. Look it up. The goyim. They they never learn. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. Was there another Hanukkah special? That you wanted to talk about? No, that's, that's the only one. <laughs> if you know of any other Hanukkah, is there specials, another one? Let me let me just. Google I, it real I will quick. say I Hold do on. always love Christmas specials for um, outing who all the Jewish characters are because it only ever comes up around Christmas. Here, eight best and only Hanukkah movies and no. TV specials. Oh my god! So even including movies, there's like none. One of them is Eight Crazy Nights, the worst thing it's ever made so by a, a human, made by the worst human ever created by mankind, <laughs> Adam Sandler. He's the worst, not like Martin Shkreli or whatever, Jeff Bezos. Well, you know Martin Shkreli, like he knows he's an <laughs> asshole. Adam Sandler thinks, he's, thinks he's funny. Yeah, that's fair. The worst kind of person. Yeah, no, there's literally no other yeah. ones. It's just... Rugrats. It's just Rugrats. Okay. Woohoo. It's a little upsetting. Um, I know we make up 1% of the population in like America, two. but we we should at least make up 1% of the fucking holiday specials. specials. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of which there are a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> really? You would think for all the Jews that work in Hollywood, like, we'd have more... Right. Well, they're all Dennis Prager oh, Jews, God. you know, like where they just, you know, I, I believe in uh, one religion. And that's uh, money. Yeah. Mm. Christmas makes the real <sighs> money. Um, all right. Well, I think to to wrap it up, I kind of want to talk about the Neo Yokio Christmas special. Yeah. Um, because you love that show. I love Neo Yokio and I think it's a masterpiece. I, and I think I think it's I think all you people who are like, oh, it's so like it's so weird. Like, what's up with these jokes about Toblerones? You, you, you just don't get it. All right, you just don't get it. <laughs> are you are you saying we're being a little Scrooge like with our comedy favors? Yeah, you come on, listen. Like, Jaden Smith, he might actually be a genius. Or when he insane. says that shit about, like, how can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't oh real? Gosh. Maybe he's just, like, on another level, all right? Have you considered that? I have considered it and decided that it was unlikely. <laughs> but, like, these two guys, um, Ezra Koenig of Vampire, Vampire Weekend. Weekend and Jaden Smith of Jaden Smith... Smith. <laughs> Um, 
just decided like what if we just made an anime about how new york is a fucking cesspool where the one percent thrive and everyone else is starving they just, and drowning like, to fail death. at doing it so hard in the main series what does that mean they fail at doing they, it they did it it's no, there it exists i mean it does it's bad though i think the commentary <laughs> that it makes and that like the text doesn't support what it's trying to say basically is my Thought. What do you mean? Oh, so you're saying that like this text is glorifying the one percent? Uh, I think the main series does do that, even though it's trying not to. Like it's saying one thing, but I think it's actually doing another. I think what it's saying is it is glamorous to live the life of the one percent, but every single person in the one percent is a hollow nothing of a human being selling fucking caprese oh martinis and like then selling the branding of caprese martinis okay, okay. and then selling well, no, no, no. a chance to photograph yourself with the branding okay, of caprese hold on. martinis so now we're here's the thing though now we're getting into the christmas special which i think is brilliant the Christmas special succeeds. It's just doing the same no, no, thing no, no, as no, the no, show, no, no. though. I don't understand how you can no, no, like no, no, the no. Christmas the special Christ- and not like the, the show. The Christmas special is not... It doesn't undercut itself. Like, it just makes its points. It sticks them and gets out. It's like, I found it genuinely funny, or I didn't find the original genuine. Like, it felt too ironic. It felt too put on, and at the same time, like, not smart enough to understand itself. But, like... The Christmas special. It's not. Wait, it's not trying to be smart. It's just stupid. It's just a silly show. But like, it's a stupid show that's trying to make a point. The, can I describe it like for the people who haven't seen Neo Yokio? Sure. Neo Yokio is a story of Jaden Smith, who is a magical demon hunter, oh, who is a member of the top one percent living in New York. Um, the show is basically like, you know, Yu Gi Oh the Abridged <laughs> series. It's like that if Yu-Gi-Oh never existed and they were just making it up as they it's, went. Yeah. That's what this show it, it is. It feels like a parody it's, of it's, itself a lot of the time. Yes, exactly. Now you're getting it. No, no, no. Here's like, I get it. I get exactly what the series <laughs> is trying to do. I just don't think it succeeded. And maybe we could do a whole other topic like just on that. Like we'll talk about satire. But like it'll just be me saying I think it's really funny when people eat big Toblerones and you saying like but how is that a joke and I'll be like because it is and it's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, but like I loved this Christmas special. Like this Christmas special turned my like Scrooge ass upside down on this show because like Well, I mean like I I honestly think Jason Schwartzman can do no wrong, but he's done amazingly yes. with the source material here. Yeah. We're playing Jaden Smith's arch nemesis Archangelo. Archangelo. Oh my god. Uh, um <laughs> who who guilt trips Jaden into doing a rap. Oh my and god. And also co-opts anti-materialist messaging in order to promote his podcast. And like his a uh, like and a Christmas show that you spend money on. Like, yeah, I like this felt like it was self-aware of all of the things that it was saying. And I like, I, maybe I just need to go back and rewatch the original, but I love this. Also the animation in this was actually gorgeous. There was like shot composition as opposed to like the still garbage that was like the main. Well, it was very, it's a very cheaply made show. I mean, like, can you really blame a show just for not having a budget? I mean, I can a little bit, like you can do a lot with a budget if you do it right. They just didn't. Okay, I want to see you make an anime <laughs> from scratch with, like, six bucks that you had no. lying around because you're a rich kid named Jaden no. Smith. No, see, they did not make this with six bucks. I guarantee there was at least $100,000 that went into this, I mean, you know. like, what did, do you remember what the first season of BoJack Horseman looked like? It wasn't, they weren't making art. No, but they were had content, like... I don't know. This is content. Uh, it's just really silly, this, stupid this, content. I I think you could just watch the Neo Yokio Christmas special and like that's all you need. That's all you need to do. It's just watch the Christmas special. But then special. you don't get the deep rich history no, but, of Jaden Smith. But you don't need it. And Archangel. You don't need it. You don't need any of it. It's all basically explained in the episode. It's self-contained. It's interesting. It's also non-canonical. Uh, which definitely sometimes happens with these Christmas episodes. There's music in it. It's true. Um, there's talk about family. 
Um, interestingly, yeah, actually, I would say family is a big sort of part of this one. Like, Jaden's true family yeah. is sort of, like, revealed. Jaden's aunt shows up. Yeah, like, I loved his aunt. memoirist. <laughs> I love the memoirist aunt. She is amazing. <laughs> but she's also kind of, you know, vapid, oh, yeah. like all of them are. Yeah. It's just... It's just a show about a bunch of completely soulless one percenters. But, like, also sometimes the not one percenters they, like, come in contact with. And, like, I don't know. No, I don't think there's any characters who are under a billion dollar, you know, Uh, the store clerk? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Store clerk who literally doesn't have a name up until this Christmas special. I would even say, like, um... Kaz's butler, um, whose name I can't remember, um, played by Jude Law, and then also played by Jude like Law. a Cockney British woman. I think that's still Jude Law. Is it just Jude Law doing a bad doing Cockney, a Cockney British woman? I love it. Voice. I would believe it. <laughs> it's a dumb show. You it's, should watch it. You should watch it for the spectacle if you're going to watch the main series, watch the Christmas special if you want to feel that holiday spirit. All right. You've gotten me much more in a, in a holiday mood. Yeah. Um, I got to say, as cliche as it is, I started this episode as a bit of a, 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 a Scrooge, a bit of a Grinch. <laughs> it's a, but I've ended this episode. I, I think it was a, I think it was yeah, a good podcast. I think it was it a was, jolly old show. It was a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thanks for listening guys this is our uh, first year doing this thing we're gonna keep doing it next year we haven't circled around to when we started no but you know we will but we will um this is our first christmas doing christmas it's you know it feels like a, a fresh start uh we're gonna be better about messaging next year that's my new year's resolution yeah, so everybody tweet at us or we'll or, or we'll you or know, more hunt important you down. than that, like share it with a friend. Like if you enjoyed this, like great. Tell someone else, you know? Uh if you enjoyed this, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Um <laughs> But just just tell us what you want from we'll us. Do you anything. know, tell us what you like and what you don't like. That's what I want to yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're the numbers fluctuate on this end. Do you do you want us? People are coming and going. <laughs> Tell us what you want, and we will provide. All right, everybody. Next week we're taking a little snoozer, a little breather, and then we're gonna come back for one last episode of Doctor Who because for whatever reason, <laughs> Chris Chibnall decided New Year's special. That's a thing yeah. that exists. If we did an episode about New Year's specials, it would be one episode, and that episode has not come out yet. <laughs> okay. It's not a thing. There's no such thing as a New there, Year's special. There have been a couple. Friends had one, at least. A New Year's episode, not a not Okay, a not a special. That's fair. That airs, like, unless, on New Year's as, like, a big no. celebration. Unless it's it doesn't happen. Dick Clark, no way. <laughs> See you later, all you Dick Clarks. See you in the New Year. Oh.